You're getting sleepy, sleepy, very sleepy. Your eyelids are so heavy. You are a chicken. Very good. You are a hungry baby. Excellent. You are a wonderful cowboy radio program. Riders Radio Theater is on the air. Saddle up and ride the airwaves once again with America's favorite cowboys, Riders in the Sky. To Slim, the man of many hats, Woody Paul, the king of the cowboy fiddlers, and Ranger Doug, the idol of American youth. This is Texas Big Spender inviting you to join Riders in the Sky for a thrilling program of high yodeling adventure. We're gonna ride and rope and wrangle a tune. We're gonna hoot and holler and holler at the moon. There's a place around the fire for you With riders in the sky So come on and let's ride And now for the 2375th performance of their lightly sautéed in lemon butter career Here are Riders in the Sky Thank you, Texas Vic Spender, the man who sold a million baby chicks over border radio. A man who is paid by the sale and by the chick. Thank you here at the, in attendance at the historic Emory Theater and to those of you gathering our broadcast out of the ether via that 20th century miracle of radio. We are Riders in the Sky. To my left, your right, a man paid by the joke. He's too slim. Right, so the armadillo goes into the cantina. And That's uh, later, Slim, later. I'm Ranger Doug, idol of American youth, a man paid for my delivery. To my right, your left, is a man who is paid for his timing. And finally, a man... Huh? A man we all know is paid, and rather poorly at that, by the note, Joey the Cowpolka King. That's us for you. We are, of course... Joey! Wait a minute, we don't have that much money. We're over budget already, Joey. We are, of course, a traditional band, and one of our traditions is to start with an up-tempo, rollicking song of the West, like Tim Spencer's Sagebrush Symphony. Kaipio, yippee-yay, at the break of the day, I ride along with the song in my heart of the way. By an open range, the land that is free, where the skies of blue keep smiling down on me, and where the sun goes to rest at the rim of the West. The moon above will return, and the campfires burn. Sagebrush 
hear the sweet melodies and the sigh of the breeze. And all day long there's a song from the birds in the trees. When the stars come creeping into the sky, a lonely prairie lobo sings a lullaby. You'll hear the call of the wild and the twilight beguile. You'll hear them blend at the end in melodious style. When the echoes fade, this sweet serenade is a sagebrush symphony. quarter for every time I'd lie to you, you could call your mama. So go ahead and do it. And tell her to listen close to this commercial. Boy, they're all over the cotton-picking range. You said it, Slim Ranger Doug. Have you seen that white-faced yearling? Oh, he's headed into the cactus. I'll go after him. Whoa, Argyle's spooked. I'm bucked off. Slim, Slim, you okay? No, I'm not okay. I hate cows. I hate cowboying. I'm gonna give it up and go back to selling hosiery. Easy, Slim. It's not cowboying you hate, it's cows. And who can blame you, especially at roundup time, right, Ranger Doug? Right you are, Woody Paul. You know, cattle scattered all over creation can drive a cowboy plum loco. And that's why the good folks at Deadwood Darlene came up with MagnaCud, the world's first magnetic cattle feed. MagnaCud? Gosh, how does it work? Well, it's easy to, Slim. Deadwood Darlene mixes thousands of tiny magnets in with every bag of nutritious feed. Yep, and after about a week, each cow generates a magnetic field, which takes the drudgery out of roundup time. Now, see that little calf? The one running away from its mother towards the edge of the cliff? That's the one. Now, don't worry. Just watch. Wow, Magna Cud to the rescue. Yep, Roundup's easier than a, 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 a cowboy metaphor, thanks to Magna Cud. Boy, I guess that hosiery's gonna have to wait. Cowboy and fun again. Come on, boys, we're burning daylight. Keep your herd together in any kind of weather with Magna Cud. I wanna tell you, bud, it's Magna Cud for you and your herd. Magna Cut from Deadwood Darlene, $9.99, wherever designer feet is sold. And now back to our show, and here's Ranger Doug, the idol of American youth. Whoa, thank you, Texas Bicks Bender. It's guest time here on Riders Radio Theater, and we usually turn the introduction and booking of the guests over to Too Slim. Too Slim? Yes, Ranger Doug, we have a feller here. He's a... Uh, all the way from Bandera, Texas, a personal favorite of ours around the ranch. He records for Sugar Hill Records. Have the folks give a big hand now for Mr. Robert Earl Keene. Come on out, Robert. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Writers Radio Theater. Thank you, Ranger Doug. Great to have you here, Robert. You all plugged in there? I'm, I'm ready to go. Plugged in and plugged up and ready to go. <laughs> what do you have? A, a, a little tune from me. What you got? This is a song uh, written by a friend of mine who lives out in the other cowboy capital of the world, Oakdale, California. His name is uh, Blackie Farrell, and uh, this is a song called Sonora's Death Row.
cinched up our saddles and rode to snore last night. Guns hanging proud and then out loud for anyone looking to fight. Car cheats and rustlers would run for their holes when the boys from the old broken hall rode up and rained on the street that they named Sonora's Death Road. Mescal is free in Amanda's saloon for the boys from the old broken hall. The Saturday nights in the town of Sonora, best in all Mexico. They got guitars and trumpets and sweet senoritas who won't want to let you go. You'd never believe such a gay, happy time on the street called Sonora's Death Row. Inside Amanda's, we was a-dancing with all of Amanda's guys. I won some silver at seven-card stud, so I was out doing my pies. With the whiskey and mezcal, pesos and guns, drove me outside for some air. Somebody whispered, your life for your money. I reached, but my gun wasn't there. up face down in Amanda's back alley where the fool I'd been. Rushed to my pony and grabbed my Winchester then entered Amanda's again. Well, I saw my partners twirling my pistols and throwing my money around. Blinded by anger, I jacked the lever. One of them fell to the ground. Amanda's got silent like night in the desert, my friend stared in pure disbelief. Amanda was kneeling beside the dead cowboy, plainly expressing her grief. As I bowed my head, a tremble shot through me, my six gun was still at my side. I felt my pockets, there was my money, I fell to my knees and I cried. Nightmare Mescal was all that it was For no one had robbed me at all I wish I was dreaming the sound Of the gallows they're testing just outside the wall And Mescal's still free in Amanda's saloon For the boys from the old broken hole I can give a ransom to drink there today Be free of Sonora's death row Decide to give a ransom to drink there today. Be free of Sonora's death row. 
Yes, indeed, Robert Erlkeen. That was great. Great. Boy, it's great to finally have you on the show, Robert. Thanks, boys. Well, uh, is it great for you to be here, too? It is great for me to be here. <laughs> Why is that? It's great for me to be able to read. I'm glad that I went to school back some years ago. And, you know, I'm actually a fan of this show. Really? Wow, you really listen to this show? You bet. You're the one. Yeah. Well, yeah. man, that's great. What's your favorite part? The bass playing, probably. Oh, I bet he really likes the yodeling. Uh, he's a musician. He probably likes that beautiful fiddle parts I was playing there. Yeah, yeah I'll bet he really likes the announcing. No. I really like the way the guest winds up in the story. Oh. Well, that's pretty neat, all right, I guess. <laughs> it's so effortless, the way the guest weaves into the plot. I really got to hand it to whoever does that. Well, well gosh, that I was think. my idea I really pretty much. Thanks. Thanks. You know, I thought of it, I had it in a dream, see, and then... Oh, yeah. Three years ago. Yeah. Well, I got to run. I got a meeting with the songwriter scientists who track objects in space. <laughs> well, if you gotta go, you gotta go. And there he goes, weaving effortlessly into the plot. Folks, a Texas size round of applause for Robert Earl King. Riders Radio Theater is a Mammoth Radio Pictures production in association with WVXU. This program is being taped live at the Emory Theater in the Queen City of the West, Cincinnati, Ohio. Stay with us, Saddle Pals. We'll be right back. Here's a little of the Woody Paul Western theme number 20, XX. Welcome back, Buckarets, Buckaroos, and Buckarets. You're listening to Riders Radio Theater. And now, Riders Radio Theater presents the ongoing saga of the Cowboy Way. Tonight, episode seven of the exciting Western melodrama, Rocket Rustlers. As faithful listeners will no doubt recall, the evil villain Slocum, serving time in the Tumbleweed Valley Jail for crimes committed in our previous serial, sent his 300-pound doofus henchman Charlie to steal a mysterious top-secret government space project that had fallen to Earth in Tumbleweed Valley. The secret project was being stored under guard at Fort Wiley, the last cavalry outpost in America. Charlie's felonious mission was a success, as Captain A. Weldon Rumpros discovered early the following morning. Captain, man, the secret project is missing. 
Oh, no. Captain, you've got to call the Pentagon. Wake up, O2. I'm sorry. That's the last thing I intend to do. Well, what are you going to do, sir? First, I'm going to have you shot. Oh, sir, I just missed one cue. Then I'm going to have a shot. Then I'm going to make a phone call, but not to the Pentagon. And now, episode seven, entitled Mystery Phone Call. Corporal Buzz O2 is stunned by the captain's announcement, and who wouldn't be that he's going to have him shot, but not for long. Sir, you're not really going to have me shot, are you? Yep. It wasn't my fault the doofus got away with the top secret project. He tricked me and knocked me out. Sir, you can't have me shot. I'm too young to die. Sniveling sir, won't please. help you, O2. Oh, Lieutenant Viper, this man was derelict in his duty, and he missed a cue. Get a firing squad ready. Please, sir, it won't happen again. Well, oh, no, God, where will I get it, Captain, please, sir? sir. The only other person on this base is the accordion player. He don't even have a gun. Mine's so rusty, I'm not sure it'll work. Lieutenant, I don't care how you do it. Just do it. Okay, man. Hey, O2, you got a gun? You can't shoot me with my own gun. <laughs> anyway, I, I don't know where it is. Captain, man, I just don't see any way to shoot Corporal O2. Oh, yes. good grief. I can't shoot a corporal when I want to. What's the army coming to? A reprieve! I Not if I can help it. What? Look here, Lieutenant. That accordion player is pretty devious. Maybe he can polka O2 to death or something. No! Polka O2 to death? Man, that's barbaric. Yes, sir. But I'll give it a try. Come on, O2. What? No, not that. Anything but poking to death. Come on, man. If I can stand it, you can. Well, you can't polka me to death. I'm, I'm government property. Hmm. He's got a point there, Captain, man. Yes, government property. That's Captain Rumpros to you, soldier, and he can't have a point. He's only a corporal. I know, and a square one, too. But... All right, all right. Hold up a minute, and let me take a, take a moment here to check the military code of justice on this. Great idea. Check the military code of justice. While Captain Rumpros checks the military code of justice, let's take a moment to check on some other elements of our melodrama. Back at the Tumbleweed County Jail, we're only moments before, as faithful listeners will recall from our last episode, High Sheriff Drywall ingested a Jelly Belly donut stuffed with habanero chili peppers and ran off screaming in agony. <laughs> the, the sight was watched with some wonder from a jail cell occupied by Slocum. My, just when you think you've seen everything, you get involved in another low-rent radio drama. Hey, hey, Slocum. Yeah. Is the coast clear? Yeah, it's okay, Charlie. Come on yeah. over to the window here. The yeah, sheriff's right. going to be gone for a while. What happened to him, boss? I don't know, Charlie, but I recommend laying off the jelly belly. Right. Okay, uh, since it looks like drywall's going to be gone for a while, yeah. now's the time for you to get a shovel. Start digging that escape tunnel for right, me. Right, Slocum. And Charlie, be real circumspect in how you do it. Huh? because uh, Well, that means walk, watch out, see? Because I'm only going to use it to go out at night. That way I'll have the perfect alibi for uh, anything. I couldn't have done it. I was in jail. Get it? <laughs> I get it. <laughs> and while Charlie goes off to find a shovel, at the famed old Harmony Ranch, the home of Riders in the Sky, the Riders, as they are so many of these melodramatic mornings, are just finishing up breakfast. Who wants more coffee? I tried something different with this pot. Want some of it, Ranger Duck? All right, side meat. I'll risk it. Okay. Now just twist it off there when your cup's full. All right, that ought to do it. Boy, that stuff is ugly. <laughs> I'll say. Why, you ought to lay this coffee pot upside your... What, uh, what did you put in it that's different, side me? Uh, diesel oil. Diesel oil? Yeah. Taste it. Tell me how you like it. Okay. <laughs> oh. Good, right? <laughs> yeah. I thought so, too. Well, I'm going back in the kitchen and uh, add some diesel oil number two to the biscuits. Oh. Sounds 
really bad. Yeah, Ranger Doug, you know, this brings up an interesting philosophical question about the, about the little white lie. Really? Is it all right to tell a little white lie every now and then? Well, Slim. I mean, how does that tie into the cowboy way? Well, you know, of course, what the cowboy way is. Well, sure. Uh, anytime you're faced with a problem or a situation where you don't know what to do, just ask yourself, what would Gene or Tex or, or Ranger Doug do? Exactly. And if you think that they would tell a little white lie, then it's probably okay for you to do it. Oh. You mean like to spare somebody's feelings or, or keep from getting hit upside the head with a pot of hot diesel oil lace coffee? Exactly, Slim. Say, did you hear the phone ring? No. Me neither. That's strange. I could have sworn it was time for that mysterious phone call referred to in the title of this episode. Meanwhile, back at Fort Wiley, the last outpost, Captain Rumproast has finished his research into the military code of justice. Well, it looks like you're right, O2. Yes. Corporals are very definitely government property. Yes! Lieutenant Viper, forget that execution order I gave you. That what, man? Right. Thank you, sir. God bless you, sir. I love you, sir. Thank you, sir. Oh, Let shut me up, kiss O2. Your feet. Yes, sir. Yes, Lieutenant, sir. have the accordion player squeeze assembly. Yeah, Captain, sir, man. Uh... That's Captain Rumproast to you, soldier, and while you're doing that, I'll go make that mysterious phone call that's referred to in the title of this episode. Thus it is that a few minutes later, the phone rings, albeit a few minutes later than anticipated, at the famed old Harmony Ranch. Hello, Harmony Ranch. Ranger Doug, idol of American youth speaking. Oh, greetings to you, Captain Rumprost. Good to hear from you. Well, oh, well, thank you. Say, may I say that you have a great phone voice, too? Uh-huh. I see. So that's what it was. All right, well, we'll do what we can. Goodbye, Captain Rumproast. Woody, aren't you a member of an organization called the Songwriter Scientists who track objects in space society? Yes, I am, Ranger Doug. We have an observatory over on Foggy Mountain. I thought as much. Okay, let's saddle up, boys. We've got to ride. Oh, gosh, Ranger Doug, where are we going? Foggy Mountain. I'll explain it on the way. Gosh, I hope we don't have a breakdown. <laughs> Wasting no time, the riders saddle up and hit the trail to Foggy Mountain. And by mid-afternoon, they arrive at their destination. And seconds later, they're knocking at the door of the Foggy Mountain Observatory of the songwriter scientists who tracked objects in space society. Whoa. Gosh. Who are you? <laughs> it's Robert Earl Oh, it, it is Robert Earl <laughs> well, Hi, boys. <laughs> Come on in. I guess we surprised you, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> he was just busy reading. Oh, boys. <laughs> it's all been a surprise to me. <laughs> Where do you get your check? <laughs> Boy. Wouldn't you say this is really some facility, Woody? I'd say this is some facility, I Ranger thought Doug. So. <laughs> oh boy. Boy, you know, you've got telescopes tracking in every direction imaginable, even down into Tumbleweed Valley. Wow. Well, we normally don't track objects on the ground, but early this morning our computers picked up a terrestrial object that was practically flying from waterhole to waterhole across Tumbleweed Valley, <laughs> sucking them dry and then moving on to another one. It's still doing it. Here, you can look at it through this telescope. Oh yeah. Hmm, but it's a little out of focus. Just turn the knob there. Oh, okay. Whoa, now I got it. Say, it looks like, like Sheriff Drywall. Huh? 
Yeah, it does have a vaguely but bloated human form. I'll tell you this, though. Whatever it is, if it don't stop pretty soon, it's going to cause a drought in this valley. Boy, I heard that. <laughs> Say, what did you boys come to see the songwriter scientists who track objects in space society about? Well, Robert Earl, we're interested in a satellite that fell to the Earth the other night in the middle of Nowhere Canyon, and we're wondering if you have any information on it. I sure do. It was a BR-549, that number again is BR-549 <laughs> satellite, launched on November 2nd, 1985, carrying a top secret military experiment. Wait a sec, I'll call up Jane's guide to top secret military experiments on the computer here. And we see that its purpose was to subject some chemical substance to the bombardment of un filtered gamma rays. That's all it says. Well, thanks, Robert Earl. That's a big help. Yeah. Now we know we're not looking for a Buick. <laughs> <laughs> Glad to help. Boys, we'd better get to our horses and get started trying to find this chemical substance that's been bombarded by unfiltered gamma rays. So long, Robert Earl. So long, Robert. So long, riders. Can I weave effortlessly out of this plot <laughs> and into a cold martini? <laughs> Hey, come me in, Robert. <laughs> come on, Slim. We've got work to do. As Head the writers up. leave the observatory of the songwriter scientists who tracked objects in space, back at Fort Wiley, the last outpost, Captain A. Weldon Rumprost has assembled his troops. Lieutenant Viper, halt the accordion music. I have a speech to make. Gladly, sir. Private Hoopy, man, cut the music, man. Hoopy, I say cut the music. Okay, Daddy, oh, you asked for it, man. Music is stopped, sir. Good. <clears throat> Men, government property has been stolen from this base by a 300-pound doofus. We are going to mount up and patrol this valley from one end to the other and not come back until we have that doofus. Lieutenant, have the accordion player squeeze boots and saddles. Uh, Captain, sir, I, I don't know if he's in any condition to squeeze right now, Captain, man. I, he... It's Captain Rumprose to you, soldier. We've got to have boots and saddles. We can't mount up without it. Yeah, well, all right, Captain Man, but I'll, I'll have him give it a try. Private Hoopy, boots and saddles. <laughs> And so as the afternoon sun beats down, the dust rises and the sweat pours. The last cavalry troop in America rides out on what well may be their last patrol. Meanwhile, deep beneath the surface of Tumbleweed City. Well, this ought to about do it. I ought to be right under Slocum's jail cell right here. Just crack through these floorboards if I can find something hard. Oh, I'll just use my head. One, two. Three. Oh, hey, boss. Here's Charlie. Uh-oh. Where is Charlie? What is the mysterious secret military experiment he has stolen? And will High Sheriff Drywall cause a drought in Tumbleweed Valley? The answers to these questions can be found right here, same time, same station, next week in Episode 8 of Rocket Rustlers, entitled Charlie Knows Victoria's Secret. It's really delicate, cheery villain melodrama you won't want to miss that is coming only to this theater of the mind. 
This is the VXU Radio Network.